Good morning and greetings in Jesus name. Welcome to this morning's conversation on the Church Talk. I hope that you've been doing well and especially in this season of lockdown and social distancing and all the pandemic and crisis that has been unleashed on the world around us that you are still secure, you are still safe because of your relationship with Jesus. It is necessary my dear friends to know that the church is being built by the Lord himself. Jesus said this in the scripture in Matthew. He said, "I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No powers, no principalities, no fights, no pandemics, nothing can prevail against the church being built together towards the purposes that God has planted it for on this planet earth. Absolutely nothing can stop the church from functioning as it should be functioning. Now, it is true that the whole way that we do church needs to be reinvented now that we don't have permission to gather together in the church in large or small gatherings, now that we don't have all the kind of resources that were at our disposal during our regular days before the pandemic we have to learn to reinvent ourselves we have to learn to find out opportunities to continue to do the basics you know there are several things that are just cultural that are not basics and we've been doing a lot of things that are not uh, always necessary to be practiced and to be doing every service in every meeting and i think it's during pandemics and during crisis situations like these when we have to go back to the basics and we have to learn to do the basics in newer ways what do i mean by basics when i say basics i'm talking about people getting saved we have to find ways in which we can reach out to unbelievers we have to find new ways in which unbelievers can be taught about the way of salvation we have to find new ways to uh, try and evangelize now that we are not allowed to go to the roads or the streets and start talking about Jesus why don't you become intentional at uh, making sure your social media is very active and talking about what god is doing in this season it takes a lot of work to create content on a regular basis and be vocal out there be present out there and be visible and available out there on the social media world and in fact if you're not already prepared for it social media can in fact become a huge distraction for you and uh, even in spite of all of those challenges social media can actually be a huge blessing if you use it for the right purposes so i think in this new season that is ahead of you you have to embrace all kinds of social media and you have to be the voice of god in those places earlier or till now it was only the church or the pastors or the leaders that you would tweet or would post a comment or write something on Facebook or YouTube and all of that and it is necessary that now everybody owns up and everybody creates an account and everybody talks about the issues that the world is facing everybody becomes vocal about what is going on around us it is necessary for us to upgrade our presence in social media not because we want to 
reign on the social media platform, but because we want the message of the gospel to go out there. And we want to make sure that people still hear the good news in spite of the church building being closed to newcomers. Just because we are not able to bring newcomers to church, it cannot imply that others cannot hear the good news because there's no better time than now for people to hear the good news there's no better time than this dark season for people to see the light this is when they need to see hope in the situation around them and this is when they need to learn to walk by faith in the son of god and it is only faith in Jesus which is going to give us salvation, which is going to give us eternal salvation. Let's say that they invent a vaccine by which it is possible for you to keep the virus away. Uh, but there's nothing except the blood of Jesus that can keep you away from the fires of hell. Uh, so we may escape death here on the earth. But if we have to escape death eternally, then we need the blood of Jesus. And the church has to become vocal about the blood of Jesus. The church has to become vocal about the name and the person of Jesus and how Jesus can still heal and deliver and restore people and how through Jesus we have eternal salvation. That is part of the basics. Now, there are several other things that we do, all the newcomer programs that we run and all the things that we do to bring people to church, which may not necessarily be part of the basics. But we have to learn how to still preach the gospel in spite of our inability to have new people come to church each weekend. Another thing that is very essential is that we find a way to baptize these people that are receiving Jesus. Find a way to connect with people. Find a way to really get to know who are the people that are responding to the Lord. When you make a social media post and somebody responds to it, make sure to follow up with that person. Don't just say, okay, I am going to hand it off to my church elder or I'm going to put someone else on this. No, if you've put a post and somebody responded to your post, why don't you follow up with that person and make sure that that person comes to a place where he or she has an understanding of who our God is. And you disciple that person and you mentor that person and you bring that person to a place where he or she can get baptized. Now, when, it, when, it, when I talk about baptism, it doesn't have to be the entire church gathering. It can just be the two of you. You know, the Bible talks about how Philip baptized the eunuch that came from Ethiopia. And it was just the two of them. And it was perfectly legal baptism because it was done in the name of Jesus, because he had already put his faith in Jesus and, and it was God ordained. It is in the scripture, everything. It is perfectly all right. You do not have to be the senior pastor of the church to baptize people. If you are a child of God and if you have discipled this person and if you have brought somebody to Jesus, then go ahead. You have our blessing. Go ahead and baptize this person in the name of the Father, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit. These are the basics of the church. And in this season of the church, we have to reinvent how we do church. We cannot say that we will wait for the next baptism Sunday in church because we don't know when that is going to be. But you can find a, a pool or if you can find a huge drum full of water, if you can find some place that you can go to, a stream of water, any place that you can find, if even if you can just, you know, set up a temporary pool in your backyard or in your bedroom or in your bathroom, that will be more than enough to just uh, baptize this person and and make sure to disciple them and teach them the ways of God and and uh, teach them to obey God's word. These are the basics. The third thing that is very important is that we invite people into a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes Holy Spirit meetings are uh, restricted to huge gatherings because the smaller the meeting gets, the more spooky and the more harder it becomes because it's very uncomfortable because everybody is going to be watching me. It's okay if I am one among thousands of people that are falling down. But if I'm one of the 10 in the group and I'm the only person who is manifesting and I'm the only person crying out loud and going crazy, it can be a little weird. And in spite of how challenging it might be in this season, I believe that we need to continue to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit and we need to exemplify it and we need to invite others into that place and we need to continue to talk about hosting the presence of the Holy Spirit in our churches, in our services, in our home gatherings, in our online streams. Don't keep the move of the Holy Spirit only to those special meetings when people fall on the floor and speak in tongues and you can see visible signs of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Make sure to expect it every day. In fact, the Bible commands us in Ephesians chapter 5, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled in the Holy Spirit. You know, we will think it is a sin if we are not, uh, you know, obeying this commandment to be not drunk in wine. And, and if you get drunk in wine once a week, we will definitely think that that's a sin. But we wouldn't think it is a sin to not be filled in the Holy Spirit for, you know, four days, five days. We think that being filled in the Spirit is for those special Sundays when there is an anointed preacher from the U.S. coming to preach and he has an accent and he will fire us up and because of the anointing, we will be filled in the Holy Spirit. No, make it an everyday activity where you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and you say, Holy Spirit, just come and take over my life. Now, not only should you do this in your own life, in your own personal life, you need to invite other people that you know and you need to pray with them and just start speaking in tongues. Just get on conference calls or Zoom calls with uh, your church buddies or people that you work with and you know that they love the Holy Spirit and just get into calls with them. And why don't you tell them, hey, let us just start speaking in tongues. Let's just host the presence of the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, expect the unnatural things to happen. Expect the prophetic to break out. Expect divine healings and expect the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Expect signs, wonders, miracles because this Holy Spirit 
is a visible personality. He comes, when he comes, it is so obvious that he is in the room. It cannot be, it cannot be a very silent entrance. And, and so invite him in and let the Holy Spirit just come and do what he wants to do. Every single time he comes, he will do something special. So that is part of the basics. We cannot miss out on hosting the presence of the Holy Spirit. We can miss out on the revival meetings and the special conferences and, you know, laying hands on thousand, ten thousand people. All of those things we can miss out on, but we cannot miss out on being filled in the Holy Spirit. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit every day and we need presence of the holy spirit every season and more than ever before in this season we need the presence of the holy spirit so make sure to invite the presence of the holy spirit to lead you and guide you every step of the way in this season especially in this season the next thing which is also equally important is our willingness to heed to god's word from our leaders now it may be very challenging if you don't have a data plan, but I'm sure that almost every pastor, every church out there is doing a live stream. Almost every man of God out there is doing a Zoom call or finding some way to make sure that the Word of God reaches God's people. Now, you may not be very used to sitting in a um, comfortable sofa and watching your pastor preach. You may want to sit and scream and you may want to have the pastor right in front of you as he speaks to you God's word. And yet in this season, we have to readjust and we have to know that this is part of the basics. This is part of the foundations. And I cannot compromise on receiving God's word. And because of that, you have to find new ways to listen to God's word. You have to find new ways to adhere to um, this uh, giving in to God's word on a daily or even a weekly basis. Now, something that I will warn you about is that you have to keep your listening or you have to keep your uh, receiving from God's word specifically for those men of God that you really trust in this season. Just like there is a lot of good word out there, there is also a lot of false doctrines that are circulating the internet. So make sure to listen to a man of God that you completely trust or that you know, or that you know that this is a man of God that is appointed for my life, for my house, for my church, and uh, and, and just yield to those men and women of God and let the Lord use those uh, scriptures and the teaching of God's word to equip you in this season. Because I'm sure that God will use your pastor, your leader to prophetically speak to you. Now, this is not only for those who are attendees in a church, even if you're a pastor, even if you're an elder who is used to teaching God's word every Sunday, it's necessary that you yourself also be taught God's word. So learn to sit back and enjoy and relax and receive God's word during the course of the week and make sure to uh, receive 
from the heart of God. And and I'm sure that there are several men of God out there. I, I love the special series that my father is teaching in this season. And, and he's talking about how the church is in a very prophetic season. And every weekend when he ministers, every Wednesdays when he ministers, he brings a very sharp and a very prophetic word to the church. And I've been enjoying listening to him. And, and even if you're a pastor, leader, and you don't think that you may need to be preached at, you need to necessarily listen to a prophetic word from the Lord for this season. So find a man of God that you can listen to and you can listen to regularly so that you can be built up, so that you're being taught the word of God. You know, the first century church did have the Holy Spirit and still the Bible says that they submitted themselves to the apostles' doctrines. And sometimes... I have seen people become so arrogant saying, Oh, I have God. I don't need anybody to teach me. I have the Holy Spirit, so I don't need any more listening to any other pastor. Now, as much as that sounds righteous and awesome, that's definitely not biblical. That's not God's way of uh, doing church. In the church, we have to have to submit to the apostles' teachings. And uh, especially, you know, if you read the story of Apostle Paul, he was one of the junior most apostles and yet when he came and he started teaching from God's word, the Bible talks about how all the other apostles kept silent and they were sitting and listening to Apostle Paul preaching. And it is very, very necessary that in this season, all of us, we take our willingness to submit to God's word very, very seriously. Now, after this, the next most important thing is fellowship. Now, this is where things get tricky. Now, fellowship is not always defined as hanging out with people. We may think that fellowship is all about, you know, hanging out and playing and enjoying and all of that. But fellowship can be done in other ways. Fellowship can be over a phone call. It can be over a FaceTime. It can be over WhatsApp video. It can be um, in smaller groups where social distancing is not a challenge. A fellowship can even be within your own household. It can just be within the family. It can just be within the husband, the wife, and the children. You can have fantastic fellowship inside your house as long as Jesus is in the center of that fellowship, as long as Jesus is the one reigning, ruling, and having the final say. That is fantastic fellowship. Now, we have to reinvent how we do fellowship. We cannot cut away from people just because there is norms for social distancing it doesn't mean that we live in isolation we have to learn how to obey the rules that we are uh, being given and still learn to um, obey God's word and still learn to the basics still stick to the basics and just uh, go after God and continue to grow in fellowship now in this season I would encourage you to call up people. You know, I'm sure that you have some leeway with work and you're flexible with your timings. Every day, call up at least one person that you can pray for. Call up at least one person that you can have fellowship with. And don't do it only with people you're comfortable with. Because Jesus said, hey, even thieves and tax collectors will do that. Why don't you fellowship with people that you're not very comfortable with? Why don't you fellowship with people that you're not very used to? 
fellowship with people that you don't like, fellowship with people that you're not the best friends with. And that is how we will become a part of the family. That is how we will become the bride, the beautiful bride, the body of Christ, the church. Now, after fellowship, the most important thing is to make sure that we are still taking communion. Now, all these points that I'm talking about, I have based it on Acts chapter 2, where it talks about salvation, baptism, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the teaching of the apostles' doctrines, and then fellowship, and followed by communion, and followed by prayer. So, communion may become a little tricky because some people argue that communion is only supposed to be taken physically uh, when you are with the church in in physical proximity not spiritual proximity but i don't believe that because uh, everything about communion is very symbolic it is not the bread and the wine that is important but it is the body and the blood which it represents which is important right it is a symbolic way of remembering the body and the blood of jesus and if it is symbolic of it and if it's a spiritual meaning behind it and it is not a physical thing then why do we emphasize that the church has to be physically gathering for us to be able to enjoy communion in this season doesn't matter where you are you should do communion every day and as you do communion as you you know take part of the bread and the wine remember that the protection of god is upon you that the grace of god is upon you and he's covering you in every way now if you don't know much about communion i would uh, leave a link in this post about what is communion and when we can do communion how we can turn every meal that we take into a communion uh, make sure to watch that sermon that i preached in our church a while ago and i pray that this word will speak to you and encourage you and and strengthen you in this season and uh, the last but not the least and but the most important thing is that we increase in prayer in this season in our church what we have done is we have started a 24 hour prayer chain and uh, we pray together on the church whatsapp group every night and then we catch up for prayer zoom calls once in a while with the leaders or the prayer teams or the pastoral team and we try to spend as much time as possible to try and pray together as a community now that's very very important and it is part of the basics all the other things we can skip but these seven things we cannot skip we cannot skip salvations for later we cannot skip baptisms for later we cannot keep the holy spirit encounters for later we cannot keep receiving god's word for later we cannot move for communion for later we cannot keep fellowship for later and we cannot keep prayer for later prayer is that one thing that will tie everything together and will give us direction for this season that we are in and it is in prayer that we will receive fresh strategies on how to reinvent our church and i'm sure that this may be a season where um, we are low on resources where church offerings may have dropped and and members may have been wandering and everybody is out of focus but it is the invisible force of prayer that is going to keep your church bound and and it is the force of prayer that is going to continue to give direction to what 
God is doing in the church and through the church. I pray that God will just uh, fill you with supernatural grace in this season, grace to pray, grace to fight, grace to battle it out, and grace to go beyond your natural ability uh, to pray. Some of you, I believe the Lord will give you the grace to even fast and pray. Some of you, you may even go to the extent of uh, praying more than your natural time and you skip your sleep and you you skip your natural normal activities and you pray but it is absolutely all right we need to pray unlike ever ever before and all of this put together is what is the church we are really looking forward to having a physical gathering again very very soon and yet let me tell you this as long as we have these seven things going on we are still a church we are still the church that God wants us to be. Let us not look at ourselves as a handicapped church. Let us not look at ourselves as a partial or incomplete church just because we are gathering online and just because of our fellowship is uh, without a physical sharing of food and hugs. Uh, don't look at it as anything incomplete. The Lord says that this is a special season when he is preparing the bride. At the beginning of this year, the Lord gave us a word saying this is going to be the year of gathering. And uh, the Lord also said that uh, everything that the enemy is being scattering, the Lord will gather them together. And I truly believe that that is exactly what he is doing. Um, that in spite of all the uh, attacks and the um, challenges that is causing God's people to be scattered, God's people's blessings to be scattered, there is coming a gathering Come December 31st, our churches will be filled with reports, with testimonies, with stories of God's faithfulness over this word that he released over our churches, that this will be the year of gathering, that this will be the year of harvest, that this will be the year of unprecedented income and unprecedented blessings and unprecedented growth in every way possible. My encouragement to all the pastors and leaders out there who are leading churches or congregations or youth groups or fellowships, do not give up in this season. Become more ferocious to pray. Become more focused in your pursuit of God. You know, this may be a good season for you to rest and recuperate and, and hear God fresh and, you know, reinvent everything about you. Uh, this may be a good season for your church workforce team to get a break and really get committed when they are back and all of that but don't lose your focus your focus has to continue to be Jesus you know the primary job of the church is to be the bride and the primary responsibility of the bride is to be the lover of the groom and nothing no social distancing can stop the church from loving Jesus. No uh, boundaries, no pandemics, no virus, nothing can separate us from his love. And I pray that in this season, we will love him more than ever, ever before. Thank you so much for tuning in. And even as you are uh, going to be receiving from God's word in this coming week and in this coming services, I pray that God will continue to cause your church to grow from strength to strength and from wisdom to wisdom. Thank you for tuning in for this morning's podcast. God bless you. If you're led to support our ministry in any way, make sure to log into pastorpraji.com. God bless you. 
we'll catch up with you again next time